the new man is renewed day by day. And as I get older, um, man, my heart to run in the Spirit and for the Lord is not diminished but excelled. And this morning, I would like to share with you what I believe the Lord has been laying on my heart. For the past few months in regards to the vision of 2015. And that's why I'm stoked. <laughs> you know, I, I, I look at, you know, um, just birthdays like this and stuff and just think like, whatever. Man, I just want to run. I just want to run hard for the Lord. I don't know what he has in store for me. I don't know if I have another year. I don't know if I have another five years. I don't know if I have another ten years. But you know what? I want to make the day count. I want to make whatever I get to do for the Lord count. And I want to run. And I want to be excited for him until I breathe my last breath. And that's what I hope for you. I don't know where you're at with the Lord today. But my heart is that, man, you, you would not take for granted that the day might be your last. So let's go for it. Amen? Amen? Let's go for it, man, because he has a vision for us. Now, I said that he gave me this or he started laying this a few months ago. And I know some would think, well... If the Lord had laid this on your heart a while ago, why didn't you just share it with us the first week of the year like you did last year? Well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> and I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you were thinking that. Because in reality, in reality, I have been sharing the vision that the Lord laid on my heart for this last year uh, leading up to this year. I've been sharing it every week with you. And you didn't even know it. And, 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 and it was funny because, um, you see, in December, as I was looking forward to the new year, knowing what the Lord had been laying on my heart, and again, this is just how God works, knowing where we were going in our inductive Bible studies as, as we go from book to book, knowing that I was going into Second John and then into Third John, and then after that into Jude. Knowing all that, all of a sudden things started coming into place, and it just made sense as I was praying and looking to the texts that we were going to be looking at. It made sense to wait until today to share it with you. I think the reason was is because of what was actually happening that the Lord needed to show me some lessons from the beginning of the year to today. And he's not done yet. But those lessons that, that, that God started showing me from the very first week of January, they were to solidify and set in place what he had been showing me. If you want, you don't have to have it written down over here. Turn in your Bibles to Habakkuk. You know what? You should. You should just go to Habakkuk. I know it's going to take you 10 minutes to find it, but go to the table of context because it's one of those little books, three chapters long, that you're going, Habakkuk? It's like, no, Habakkuk or Habakkuk, however you want to pronounce it. It's an important portion of Scripture. Habakkuk was going through a time where he had questions and he was questioning God and just wanting to know, Lord, what are you doing? 
What is going on? Why? And God was telling him, man, I'm going to show you things that if you knew, you would freak out. That's in the paraphrased version. You would totally freak out if you knew what I was going to do. And yet, in chapter 2, verse 1, I want to read the first four verses to you as we move on. It says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. For the Lord said to me, for he answered and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he who runs, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. I had to, in in, in what God wanted to show me, I had to stand my watch. I had to set myself on the rampart as an overseer of, of seeing what was taking place in situations. And then I had to take all of that that was going on And take it to prayer. And I had to go through his word. To see what he was going to do with those around me. With my heart and and the others around me who were in these situations. That God was showing me right from the beginning of January. when, When he started just boom, boom, boom. And what I felt that the Lord had been showing me as an individual... And as a pastor, for me personally, and what I believe for us as a church is stay the course. That, that, that would be the theme for this year, stay the course. Because there was so much that was starting to hit me at the beginning of the year. And, and again, I'm, I'm almost like on the outside looking in of what's going on. And it's, he's challenging me, what are you going to do with this? What's your part in this? Is this going to rock you? Is this going to shake you? Are you going to be a little girl and run? Or are you going to stay the course? Are you going to stay the course? Staying the course builds on what I believe the Lord showed us last year. With last year's vision. And that was going deeper. And I don't think that, I don't think that vision from last year will diminish from here on out, guys. I want to take you guys deeper as much as I possibly can. As much as the Lord allows me to go, I will take you deeper. And I don't know how long that will be. <laughs> I feel like Martin Luther King here. And if I, no. I don't know if I will reach that place where God is taking this church. But I want to go in that direction and I do not want to be moved. Not one bit. With whatever happens with me personally, with my family, with us as a church, I want to stay the course. I don't, want to be, I, I don't want to waver. I don't want to be a little girl and bow down or cower in whatever God has in store for us. And I want to take you guys with me. And so my heart, as he has been showing me these kinds of things to, 
to build on going deeper, that that vision will continue to be true for us as individuals and for us as a church. We are to stay the course. And so it only stands to reason that we are to continue to do what God has called us to do as individuals, as you read your word, as he speaks to you through his word, do what your word says. That we would continue in what God has called us as a church. To have purpose and not just do church. That when you come here, you know that there's a purpose behind every message that is being shared. There's a purpose even through the worship. There's a purpose in the, youth, in the youth ministries and there's a purpose with the children's ministry, with the women's, with the men. There's a purpose. And we're going to go in that direction. And so I want, I want to encourage you that we will continue to do what He has called us to do. And when we read our Word, we don't read it just to read it. We read it to do it. To say, Lord, what are you saying to me? In whatever lesson, whatever you have to go through, Whatever it is that God's, that's happening in your life, you would say, Lord, what does this mean for me? And what are you trying to teach me? Not what other people are trying to teach me. What are you trying to teach me through all of this, Lord? Because in that, in doing what He tells you to do as an individual, you will go deeper. And many of you guys who, who, who grabbed onto that vision last year decided, okay, this is it, Lord, we're going for it. And man, you find yourself in a different place than you do or than you did a a year ago because you stood for righteousness. You decided to do what the Word says. There was things in your life that He was pushing you or or encouraging you to go do, and now you've stepped out and you're going, how come I didn't do this earlier? And He took you deeper. Man, I can't tell you how many times I've I've heard from you the things that that God is doing in your life. (laughs) If you want to know the deep things of God, truly want to know the deep things of God, then do what the Word commands us to do. Now in saying that, what we have covered in the last six months, whether you've been here or not, whether you've sporadic or not, whatever, you can go online and, and listen to everything that we, we covered in the book of First John. Because for the last six months, we've been in First in John, and I don't think it's an accident of all that we have covered in 1 John. And I think one of the key verses, there's so many key verses, but one of the key verses that encompasses that whole book was found in 1 John chapter 3, verses 22 to 24. And I remember as I, as I was covering this, I remember skimming through it and I going, man, Lord, there's so much here. And so I did another study to kind of cover those studies or, or, or those verses. And it says this in 1 John chapter 3, verse 22. It says, and whatever we ask, we receive of him or from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is His commandment, that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. As He gave us commandment, now He who keeps His commandments abides in Him, and He in Him. And by this we know that, we, that He abides in us by the Spirit whom He has given us. The fact that he 
reminds us time and time again in 1 John to love one another. That is his greatest commandment for us. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love one another. And if you're doing those things, you are doing the things that are pleasing in his sight and he will take you deeper. He will take you deeper still. If you continue to love one another, not if you continue to be at church, not if you continue to get involved, not if you love one another. And I truly believe that, that what God did this past year, he was encouraging us to First and Second Peter. That's where we started off last year. And then into First John on Sunday mornings. On Thursday nights, and I know many of you guys don't come on Thursday nights, but we were going through the book of, of Romans. And it is such a powerful book that we got to go through the whole year. Not to mention that we had a summer series in Ephesians, which is another of my favorite books. But everything that was being shared was, was leading us into going deeper with God. And if we truly wanted it, it was there for the taking. And it was up to you to, 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 to go for it or not. And what I saw in my own life as a Christian and as a pastor, man, there was tons of growth in my life personally. Even after all these years with the Lord, man, He was blowing my mind. He was blowing my mind in my own personal life and things that He was giving me victory in and even the battles I was going through. He was giving me vision and understanding of the things. But as a pastor, I just felt like, Lord, even through the trials and everything that was kind of going and all the issues that, that, that happened in church and, and in all of this stuff in people's lives, man, there was tons of growth in my life. And I wish I had more time to share it. But honestly, it wasn't really about me. I know what God was trying to show me. It was about you. It was about you and what God was doing in your life. And the things that you guys were coming and sharing with me and how I seen you grow. How this church came together, solidifying itself, gelling together to be there. The fact that, that, that God was using you in areas that you never thought God would use you in. It just seemed that as I shared the vision of going deeper and made it plain, you took it. Was I surprised? No. I wanted you to guys to take it. I wanted you to run with it. And that's why I think Habakkuk is such an important portion of Scripture because without a vision, people perish. People are without restraint. And so when we have a vision, when we have a purpose of, of moving and saying, there's our goal. It might take us forever to get there, but that is our goal. And so when we, people grab onto a vision, it's like, yeah, I do want to go deeper. That means I need to read my word. That means I need to do what the word says. That means I need to step out. That means I need to put myself out there. And many of you guys started doing that this last year. And you went for it. <laughs> and you're still going for it. Now, I know for some, the vision was nice for everyone else. But they were content to stay on the shore. It's almost like... <laughs> Go ahead. I've already ran my race. I'm just chilling until I die. Or, hey, man, I, 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 I just want to make it to heaven. I don't want to go out in the deep. I just want to be in. And that was cool. That was fine. If that's where you wanted to be in the, in the shore, and we couldn't make you come away from the shore. And still there was others who began 
going out and in doing what God really wanted them to do, it scared them. <laughs> and they decided, mm, man, this is tough because I can't feel the bottom and I don't know if I'm going to sink or swim. And if I could just make it back to the shore, I'll be safe and I will be okay. And that happened too with some. And I'll tell you, I'm not going to lie to you, man. That's pretty discouraging when I, when I see people that, that I'm saying, man, God wants to do these things. It's like, nah, pastor, that's your job. It's like, no, it's not my job. It's your job too. God's calling all of us. It can get pretty discouraging when people are saying, nah, I'm satisfied. And it bummed me out in a lot of ways. And God had to like remind me, hey, don't focus on that. Don't focus on the ones that don't want to go deeper. I mean, it's not that I, I was going to give up on them, but it, it was like, I can't. I got to, I got to, if people want to go deeper with me, I got to take those guys with me. And many of you blew my mind. <laughs> and you continue to blow my mind because you continue to do what God has been calling you to do. In this past year, you have seen growth in your own life and growth in your family. And your family's in a different place than it was a year ago just because you became obedient to the Lord. For some of you, it became really hard. That because you, you, you stood for righteousness, more attacks came. And you were willing to hang in there. What I loved was also how many of you, as in your pursuit to go deeper, were bringing other people along with you whether in ministry or in home or wherever you were at, you were bringing other people and you put yourself out there, out there for other people. And you made yourself available. And even if you were scared, you made yourself available. We had, in, in the month of October, we had, we had family life. And we invited everybody to come. And we were, people were coming and sharing who had never shared their life with people and they were scared to death, but they got up there. Man, oh man, it was such a scary thing to open themselves up to the rest of the body and yet they were obedient. Not so much to me, even though I would try to shame them if they didn't want to do it. But I just felt like, no, I, I really think that this is what God wants for you. And, and, and whether that was all they were ever going to do for the rest of the year or for their life, the fact that they were obedient to say, here am I, send me, Lord, use me. Use my life. It's jacked up, but use it. And so many people, man, I, I couldn't tell you how I just sat back and watched people that would never, ever stand be, behind a microphone and share that they were up there. And it's like, oh, I was just so excited. Can I just brag on our men for a bit? The men of this fellowship? <laughs> and what they did this past year. They did things that they never thought that they would be doing. <laughs> this, this past year, I encouraged our men, well, all of us as a church, to read through the book of Proverbs 12 times. Some of you did, some of you guys didn't, some of you guys started, some of you guys were sporadic, whatever. But you guys were doing but a lot of these men that I asked, I said, hey, we're going to read Proverbs 
from the pulpit would you like to read? Man, oh man. Sometimes it was like pulling teeth. <laughs> because it's scary. Some people are okay coming behind and standing in front of all you people. And you guys look pretty scary from here. I got to say. I'm used to it. But for somebody to walk up here who has trouble reading, or even if they don't, they have to look this way and try and read, and their hearts are pounding, and they're going, I don't want to mess up, because it's God's Word, and they were taking it serious. And I have a list of all the guys who read Proverbs, 30-some guys who would come up and read Proverbs. And some of these guys... Man, you would never expect, they never expected to come up here. But they were obedient. Because those who were saying, I don't know if I could do it, I said, well, let's just, just pray about it. Ask the Lord what, what he would have you to do. And I knew the answer. I, I, I don't think God would say, oh, no, I, 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 I don't want you to read. I don't want you. I truly believe that every man I asked, whether they came up here or not, whether they were obedient or not, they were scared to death, but they knew that they were doing what God wanted them to do. And maybe that's all, they, that's all God wanted them to do. Just be obedient. Just go do it. Even if you're scared, just go do it. In our bulletin, we have what we call the word to the wise. We have 52 different men, some from our leadership, but most of them were just you. I asked them to write just a little something from Proverbs to encourage or challenge the church. And we had from a J hire, a little junior hire. Think about that. A little sixth grader, seventh grader. Write a little word to the wise to us elderly elders who wrote something. And it went from a little, a little sentence to a bigger sentence to, to a paragraph to two paragraphs that people wrote that, because they, they went, okay, let me read Proverbs. And they wrote something and they submitted it and, and, and we put it in booklet form. And man, I, I want you guys to take them all. We will make hundreds if we need to because those are your Dads, those are your husbands, those are your sons that have done that. They're not professional. They were scared to death. You know what I had a lot of people tell me? I'm not that wise. It's like, <laughs> I'm a wise guy. I'm a wise guy. And if God can use a fool like me, He could use you. And I truly believe that when some of these men stepped out, because they would share with me what God was putting on their heart, and they're going, I've never done anything like this. It's like, isn't that awesome? And they were able to encourage you as a church, to challenge you. And that's why we wanted to put it in booklet form so everybody can have it and say, these are our men. These are our men. This is my son. My son wrote something in here. My husband, my husband stepped up. And he did something for the Lord. And he's a little baby and he's scared to death. And I heard all the whining the whole time, but his name is in this thing. And it's not to promote. I, what I want to promote is that the, the, the Lord was doing a work in men's hearts. And my heart was to capture every man. 
and say, you, lead your family. Go deeper and you will be surprised who follows you. (laughs) You will have your family behind you. And they will be so proud that they have a godly dad, a godly husband. (laughs) Many of these guys, man, they stepped out after stuff like that. And I can't stop them now, which is awesome. It's like, go for it. Go for it. From the simplest of tasks to, to, to standing in front of people and reading and teaching a Bible study. People that came up here and, and, and served you communion. That normally don't do stuff like that, but they, they, I asked them, hey, why don't you do communion for us? It's like, uh, you see, my heart is to raise men up so they can be godly men. And that doesn't stop here, man. I didn't stop with last year. I want, I'm, I'm going to challenge you guys even more to continue to move forward. And I could go on and on about what happened last year, but I need to stay the course in this study to move on, to move forward. But I cannot and we cannot discount what God began to do last year. And that is why I believe that God is saying to us, stay the course. I feel like the Apostle Paul when he wrote to the Philippians in Philippians 1.6, he says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Until you breathe your last, he wants to continue to do a good work in you. To encourage not only you, but your family and this church. Stay the course does not mean that we have arrived anywhere the journey's not over i don't know when it's going to be over for you i don't know when it's going to be over for me but as a church this church will continue to go with or without me with or without you (laughs) we're going to move forward it means that we will continue in our relationship with the lord as individuals and as a church and we cannot be moved with anything that comes our way this year, good, bad, or indifferent. We can't be moved. I know that we can be rocked. I, I, I know that as individuals, man, something happens in our lives that is de- totally devastating. And man, we just feel like, I'm done. It's like, we can't. We ain't got time. We're living in the last days and we ain't got time. You ain't got time to dilly-dally from here on out. <laughs> There's work to do for the kingdom of God. And that is Eternal. You see, this course is not always going to be smooth sailing. I mean, we all like smooth sailing, don't we? When things aren't going like crazy in our lives and everything's just like, whoo. But I will warn you about smooth sailing. Because in smooth sailings, man, we can get complacent. We can get content. We can become self-righteous and even smug. And smooth sailings. Now, don't get me wrong, guys. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not one of those masochists who want pain, who want who want trials, who bring it on, man. I'm gonna take on the world. Nah, man. I'm a little girl. I'm a little girl when it comes to all that stuff. I hate it, but I can't be afraid of it. I can't. I can't. I can't back down when God's saying you got to move forward. And no matter what comes your way, little Zeke boy, <laughs> you go. 
because I believe that there are storms ahead. And I don't know what that means exactly. Except that I don't want to be complacent. I don't want our church to be complacent. But there are storms ahead. And this is where I have to say to you, we cannot turn back. We can't turn this ship around. It's kind of funny. The first week, talking to some of the guys from the worship team up here about, because they were asking, hey, Matt, I thought you were going to share the vision. And one of the clowns or one of the musicians said, too deep. <laughs> we went too far. It got scary. <laughs> Turn the ship around. And they were starting to sing, Michael, row your boat ashore. <laughs> we can't. There's nothing at the shore for us anymore, guys. If you, if you want firm footing because now you feel safe, then you're going to just stay at the shore. You're never going to go deeper. We're not turning the ship around. <laughs> we're going forward. And we're continuing to go forward. But there's storms ahead. Because there's too much at stake for us as a church. For you as an individual, your family is at stake. You are at stake. This church is at stake. We want to put ourselves out there as a church, man. We want to be in the community. We want to do stuff for the community. And we might get some arrows because we open it up for whatever it might be that you're going, why are they doing that? It's like, I don't know, maybe because we want to put ourselves out there. And if one person could say, hey, man, you guys did something that was not even churchy. I want to go there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We, we're going to put ourselves out there. Pray for us. Because we want to do whatever it takes to reach our community. Now, I understand that we are all in different stages of our lives, different areas with the Lord. And there are so many different facets to this. I can't, I, I, I can't name them all, nor do, do I know them all. But there are so many different facets. But the message stays the same for all of us. Stay the course. Stay the course. Don't be moved. This is just one of the ways that the Lord confirmed this vision to me personally. Turn your Bibles to Psalm 50, 15. As I was reading this, for me, my daily reading, my desire to go into Psalms, I believe that as I read this and other Psalms, I believe that it was meant to share with you as well. And so this is what Psalm 15, as I'm going through all of this stuff, as I'm praying about the vision, about staying the course and doing all these things, this is, I came across Psalm 15 and it says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes the, a vile person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord. He who swears to his own hurt and does not change, 
He who does not put out his money at usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. <laughs> you know, I'm going, oh, wow, this kind of sounds like, stay the course. God was challenging me to stay the course. And when I came across Psalm 15, this, this psalm is written by David. And it speaks to the man who abides with God. And as we were still kind of finishing up, First John in particular, <laughs> abiding in Christ was a huge issue. And so it reminded me that I am in Christ. And I am to walk uprightly and, and, and work righteousness and speak the truth in my heart. I am to be doing all those things. I'm not to be out there backbiting my, my, my brothers and sisters. I'm not to be doing evil to them. I'm not out to hurt them. I'm out to minister to them and pour myself out to them. I am to honor those who fear the Lord. And I am to swear to my own hurt if I have to. I will not change. The word abide means to stay in a given place, state, relation, or expectancy. It also means to continue, dwell, endure, be present, remain, stand, tarry. <laughs> Abiding is a huge, a huge part of staying the course and not being moved. We need to abide in Christ. And if we abide in Christ, guys, as an individual and as a church, we will not be moved, no matter what happens. No matter what happens. Whatever happens in your life personally, if you are abiding in Christ, you, 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 you shall not be moved. That's a promise. The psalm speaks to me and has spoken to me about my conduct. My conduct as a Christian, not just as a pastor, but as a Christian. It speaks to me about my conduct and what it needs to look like when I abide in Him. And as I abide in Him, my conduct needs to reflect the one I abide in. That's what should be coming out. If I'm doing anything in this place for you, what I should be reflecting is Jesus continuously. And in that, I shall not be moved. As God was confirming this to me, as I was looking back over this past year, as I was looking at the present, the final week of, of December, the first week of January, when all this stuff was like coming to a head, I'm going, whoa, I think this is what, the way we're headed. And as I was looking forward, Coming across Psalm 15 just rocked me in such a good way. <laughs> it, just, it, it just solidified what God was confirming to me. And so as I took this psalm and what he had spoken to me to prayer, and as I continued to read other psalms, it was confirmed to me. But it wasn't just for me. I believe it was for us as a whole. 
for us as our board, the ones that make the decisions, the, the, the financial decisions, all the other decisions. This means for me and my board that we are to stay the course. For us as a staff, with, with the, the ladies in the office, there's two ladies that, that work here, man. They, they pour themselves out. Pastor Gary, who, who just gives of himself, it means for us too, stay the course. For us as a leadership, all those who, who head up different ministries that we have here. And I believe that it's for all of us as a church. As we abide in Him, we shall not be moved. We shall never be moved. No matter what comes our way, we are to stay the course with our focus on Jesus. And if we can do that, any storm, any storm that comes our way, we will get through. If our focus is on Jesus. This is where 2 John and 3 John came into play. And church, understand that I am not this clever <laughs> to try to orchestrate things like this. But as God was giving me, and again, I am not that spiritual. It's like, man, God, he hears God. Well, I, because of his word, I hear God. I am not one of those that like I hear. It's like I hear him through his word. When I was reading his word and studying his word to teach it, I realized as I'm putting things down here, it's like God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise so that no flesh can glory in his presence. And I'm like sitting back going, whoa, Lord, how is this? How did you do this? Now, I, I, I know that for the most part, um, you guys don't remember all the titles of the messages that I worked so hard on. To, to, so you guys are like, whoa. But, <laughs> but in this past month, and this is why I say I was teaching you guys this, this, this vision from, from week one to today. As we we're going through second and third John. Because second John, the first part, verses one through six, the title of that message was in truth and love. The second part, verses 7 through 13, was be on guard. And all of chapter, uh, all of uh, third John was fellow workers for the truth. And as I was contemplating that and looking at that, and it's like for the last several weeks, knowing because I write these things in advance and I'm praying over them and I'm going, wow, Lord, this is interesting. In truth and love, being on guard with our fellow workers to stay the course. That's what I believe God's telling us. In truth and love, be on guard with your fellow workers to stay the course. In other words, everything that will come our way as individuals and as a church needs to be done with the balance of truth and love. We need to be on guard from the pressures from the outside and the pressures from the inside. with the understanding that we need to do this together and that anything that happens here can be reconciled. Anything. 
unless pride sets in. And if pride sets in, then there will be no reconciliation. But if we humble ourselves, and I think that's what God calls us to, right? <laughs> Anything, any storm that you go through, that I go through, that as a church we go through, we can get through. What the Lord has shown me, and I believe that this is why he had me wait until today to share the vision, was that he was preparing me through the studies, through his word, and through situations that have come up that I cannot be moved by anything. Now, that's not to say that all of a sudden I am now going to become some kind of cold-hearted Christian or pastor that could care less about what happens in your life because I cannot be moved. I truly believe it's going to be through many tears that I cannot be moved. Making decisions that not everybody's going to like, <laughs> I cannot be moved. But it will be through pain. It will, I, I, I will swear to my own hurt for you for the truth and love to be on guard with my fellow workers to stay the course. I will not be changed in that. I will do whatever it takes to care for your needs, to care for the needs of this church. As much as is within me, I will pour out myself. Like Paul said to the Philippians, I will pour myself out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith. Trust me on that. I will go for him. But I also understand <laughs> that I can't do it all by myself. I'd be a fool to think that, but, I'm, but I am foolish enough to think that I can. And I will pour myself out. I met with our leadership last night <clears throat> to share with them most of what I've shared with you this morning. I think I got a little bit more intense with them. <laughs> and this leadership consists of those who, who are leaders over ministries, our staff, and our board. And I shared the vision that's on my heart. I give them some heads up of which direction we were going this year. But last night I wanted to share with them and, and, and kind of say, hey, are you on board? Because if you're on board, then there's no stopping us. But this is what I expect from you. This is what I expect from you. This is how we're going to implement this vision. And if we can all be on the same page together as leadership, there's nothing stopping us. From staying the course. This is what I expect from my leaders. Those who oversee ministries, those who are on staff, and those who are on my board. I expect them to be in the Word daily. I expect them to be praying daily for direction. I expect them to be in fellowship. I expect them to invest with their time and money here. I expect them to be tired because <laughs> most of them have other jobs too. And they're pouring themselves out and they're tired. But you know what? That's what we do. We minister tired. 
Every one of the people that you're involved with in other ministries, they're tired. <laughs> you know why? Because they have full-time jobs, they have families, they have, they have houses, they have all that stuff. And they're still going for it. And they're giving more. And they're just pouring in. And I expect that from them. These doors are open. I expect you guys to be here. <laughs> this is what I'm telling them. I think last night I didn't tell them that you know, I expect them to be tired, but I think they kind of caught on to that. In our quest to stay the course, we cannot be diverted as a leadership. We have to work together to stay on board, to stay focused, and to continue to move with purpose. We, we will do all we can to help you stay on board. Understanding that we, we can do only so much to help, but we want to help because we can't make you stay on board. And, and, and I, I know that some that are on board already, there will be others that come on board and say, we're, we're, we're with you. This is our church. We want to go deeper. We want to stay the course. I believe there will be others that, that, that jump on board. Right on. The more the merrier. But I know that some that are on board right now will slip and fall overboard. And we will do all we can. We will jump in the water with you to get you back up. We will do as much as we can if you want us to. If you want the help. I know that some will be pushed <laughs> overboard by circumstances or other brothers and sisters that hurt you and you feel like, man, you just threw me under the bus, man. You just hurt me so bad that I'm out there flailing and I don't know what to do. And we will jump in to help you if you want us to help you. But I also know that some will just jump overboard. <laughs> They're going to want to row their own boat. I understand that. I hate when people lead. <laughs> I hate it. But what the Lord's showing me is don't be afraid of it. Again, not that I, I don't care. I do. But if you want to row your own boat... We will be there to help if you need us to. But we will not be diverted. We, we're not going to just like drop everything to go that direction. It's like we have a vision and we're going to go for it. And I, 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 man, I wish I could make you guys jump on board, but I can't. But you see, what I see ahead is storms. And if we stay the course together, we will weather any storm that comes our way. And if you want to be out in the storm on your own, in your own little dinghy out there, <laughs> it's going to be rough going. But man, you've got brothers and sisters here who are willing to pour into each other, to do inreach together if you want us to. Where we're headed for this year on Sunday mornings is Jude and Revelation. That's where we're headed on Sunday mornings. You know, you know what the, the, the theme for Jude is um, in my Bible? Contending for the faith. <laughs> I don't know, it kind of speaks of like, put your dukes up, man. Get ready. Be on guard. Stay the course. Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ, and it gets gnarly in there. <laughs> right? Where we're headed on Thursday nights is First and Second Samuel. I believe it will probably take us all year. 
You know what First and Second Samuel deals with? Battles. I don't think that's an accident that God's put us in those places. You see, in First and Second Samuel, there's a lot of battles from without, from other nations. But there's a lot of battles from within as well. Here's my challenge to you as we close up. You're going, man, can it get any, like, somber? <laughs> no, man. I'm encouraged. I, I truly am, guys. I am so encouraged. I'm scared to death, just like everybody else, of, of going forward, because I don't know what God has in store for us. I really don't. But I'm not going to be afraid. Not if I'm on the boat with him. <laughs> I'm not going to be afraid. But here's my challenge to us as a church. Last year, we, I asked you to read Proverbs. And, and again, I, I continue. But I want to challenge you in reading the book of Psalms together. The book of Psalms has like 150 chapters. Let's see how many times you can read through it. And you know why? I, I feel, I'm, well, I'm in Psalms myself. But you know why I think Psalms is important for us? Because you see the psalmist, not only David, but the other psalmists. Man, they're battling life. They're up and they're down. But, but through it all, at the end of the book, he says, praise the Lord. Last words, praise the Lord through everything. Everything that is in there. Let, let, let me read to you Psalm 18, the first three verses. And, and again, this one blew my mind as I'm, I'm, I'm reading. It says, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength and whom I trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Is that powerful or what? He is mine and I am His. If I abide in Him, there's nothing, nothing that could sway me. All my enemies, I will be saved from everything. And I take that at his word. And I want you to take it at his word. That's how powerful like Psalms is, guys. This is going to be crazy. For the word to the wise. I didn't know what I was, wanted to do, so I've just been doing word to the wise from, from Psalms. I want to challenge you guys. All of you, both men and women, young and old. I know I'm going to have all kinds of them tomorrow from you women, but whatever. You men, step up. Continue to step up. But let's start reading through Psalms and submit those challenges, those encouragements for us as a church from you. Huh. I'm going to go off on a limb here. If there's a Psalm that you read that really speaks to you and God says this is just for you keep it but if you read something you're going man Lord I just feel like I need to encourage the church with this come and hit me up talk to me I want to read this to our church I'm not afraid of you guys coming up here and reading I think it's a blessing I hope you guys take the challenge and say man Lord I would never do that in in a million years, but man, you keep on prompting me to. Be, be, be prayerful in considering that. And so let us stay the course in truth and love.
being continually on guard as fellow workers for the truth for Jesus Christ and his gospel. Amen? One more challenge. <laughs> Throughout this week, if you can, if you desire to, I want to call a fast. Prayer and fasting. For you, personally, that you pray and fast for what God is showing you. I mean, again, I, I believe this vision is for all of us. But for you. Take, take time to, to, to pray. And if you can, fast for the day, two days, whatever. Fast a meal, whatever you get. Fast social media, whatever you got to fast to say, I want to spend this time in prayer. Lord, you speak to me. Guys, I am not that holy. I am not that spiritual. But his word speaks to me. And it can speak to you if you're in it. It will speak and you're going to be blown away. Guys, I am truly excited to stay the course. I am truly excited to see what's on the other side. If I make it to the other side or not, I know my focus is Jesus. And that's what I want our focus to be. I want our church to have purpose. When you come here, you know it's with purpose. Whether you come during the week or in the office or how there's going to be purpose for us. We're not just going to do church to do church. Let's, let's go for it. Amen? Let's, let's stand as we close in prayer. Father, as we come before you, again, Lord God, my heart is that I've been able to make this plain, to be able to just lay it out to my brothers and sisters of what I believe you wanted us to know, Lord, this morning. And Jesus, we pray that as we humble ourselves before you, Lord, you would truly capture our hearts. Jesus, we want to look to you for direction. We want to do what is righteous. We want to stand on the rock. Lord, whatever we have to do to not be moved, we want to be there. And so I pray for my brothers and sisters, Lord, as they take this to prayer, as they go into your word, even through Psalms, Lord, speak to them, challenge them, Break them if you need to, Lord. Grow them. Continue to do that work that you have begun to do in their lives, Lord, until the day of Jesus Christ. We glory in you. Lord, praise you. We lift you up, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Go with us. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you.